It's summertime, and at my bookie, that can only mean one thing. It is winning season. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means free bets, super contests, survivor, and more. And at my bookie, winning season's all about your chance to win big. Bet NBA playoffs, NHL, Major League Baseball, UFC, golf, and then some. The craziest sports summer we've ever had. It's simple make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Invest in your sports intuition, people. Select from hundreds of futures bets. You can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big old brain of yours to good use and use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games that you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now and bet with the best and celebrate your victory. Your winning season begins today only at MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, in the Wild West, you came correct through every saloon door because you didn't know what you'd find. Now would be a good time to remember that way of life. Notorious J.A.Y. is here. Some thoughts on bubble basketball, bleacher baseball, and hub city hockey. All that plus The Rock is buying the XFL and a grim look from inside the cable news beast. Your daily kickstarter of uncensored me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Tuesday, August 4th, 2020. Thank you for joining me. Day two from my luxurious hotel accommodations at the Radisson at the Oneida Nation Casino in Green Bay, Wisconsin, Titletown, USA, where normally it would be a buzz up here with training camp for the Green Bay Packers. Kids on bicycles and their heroes in green and gold riding to practice. Fans from all over the state, all over the country, all over the world coming to glimpse the mighty Packers as they begin to practice. But in this pandemic, you do not have that. The town is subdued, and it is it is sad, I'll be honest. Um, this is should be a thriving time. There are businesses that are taking a major hit. Hell, the casino is uh, virtually empty. It is open, but it's virtually empty. I will be back here next year at this time when things are back to normal again. And, oh, yes, you're goddamn right. They're going to be back to normal next year. Mark my words. And I will savor in the full experience the way it should be. That said, let's start with this story. In New Jersey, a woman who is recovering from a liver transplant was attacked and thrown to the ground by another woman in an argument over mask wearing. We go to ABC7 for more on the story. Some shocking video out of New Jersey. Watches a woman attacks another woman, grabs her cane, throws her to the ground, breaking her leg in the process. All of this happened inside a store in Hackensack after the victim asked the attacker to wear her mask correctly. Eyewitness News reporter Anthony Johnson is live in Hackensack with the story. Anthony? Yeah, it happened inside of the... Of course, Anthony's wearing his mask. This is so stupid, by the way. ...that tells everybody you have to wear a mask in order to walk into the store, and you should keep... Okay, can I just go off right now on all these news people doing stand-ups wearing masks? Fucking stop it. You're not 
being a good citizen, reminding us to wear masks. You are isolated, outdoors, alone with your cameraman. Take the fucking mask off. We don't need to see it. We're not children. We don't need, oh, look, I'm being responsible. So stupid. Okay, we return you to your regularly scheduled update. When you are inside of the store, we got some brand new video of this attack this afternoon, and all the shoppers that we talked to say it is absolutely stunning. All we're asking is for a simple mask so that all of us can live and prosper like we used to. A request for a customer to properly wear their mask inside the store has unmasked a brutal attack on a woman recovering from a recent liver transplant. The Wednesday afternoon incident, which led to the victim being violently thrown to the ground, has left shoppers shocked by such heartless behavior. Yes, people should wear a mask. It's horrible that someone has attacked somebody else for, for just wearing a simple mask. It began when both were using copy machines in the store, separated by a plastic partition wall. The younger woman had her mask down. The victim asked her to pull it up, and then the situation escalated, ending in a violent, nasty shove to the floor, where the victim seemed to beg for help as her attacker calmly walked away and others in the store appeared shocked. You can't do that. I mean, everyone knows we're doing this. It's not a big deal. You know, it's a little bit of a pain, but it's not a big deal. The 54-year-old victim had to be taken to Hackensack University Medical Center, where she's undergoing surgery for the broken tibia she suffered from being tossed down. Hackensack police are asking anyone who was in the store right after 3 p.m. this past Wednesday to come forward and help them identify the person responsible for such an irresponsible act. And that surgery for the victim taking place this afternoon at the hospital. Police say if you happen to recognize the woman in the video, the woman who is the attacker in the video, please contact Hackensack police or Crime Stoppers. That's the latest live from Hackensack, New Jersey. Anthony Johnson, Channel 7. All right. All right, should be noted, even though they didn't in the report, I don't know if it matters or not, but the attacking woman was black and the victim was white, for what it's worth. That said, oh, Jay's calling right now early. Hold on a second. Jay, you're calling in the middle of a recorded preamble to your appearance. How are you, my friend? Okay, fair enough. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Okay, we'll get you then. There you go. Okay, thank you. All right, another interruption right there. See, I'm flexible with Jay. He's flexible with me. I'm flexible with him. All right, back to this particular story. Number one, we all know that if the races were reversed, it'd be, oh, it'd be a much bigger story. White woman throws down old black woman or older black woman recovering from liver transplant at a Staples just because of social distancing and or mask-wearing issues. But whatever. The real issue is this. What the fuck is a woman who just had a liver transplant doing out at a Staples? Making copies. Making copies. Copy guy. The old SNL making copies. (laughs) I mean, come on. There's nobody in your family that can do that for you. Is that what you're saying? There's got to be somebody, right? Hell, if you called Staples and said, you know what? I just had liver transplant surgery. 
I don't really want to go out for the next couple of months. I need some copies. Can you can you make me some copies? There you go. Making copies. Tom. Tom May. Hey, Richard, I'm just making some copies. The Tomster. Tom Man. Tom Tom. How you doing, Richard? <laughs> the Tomster. Making copies. Mr. Tom. Tom May. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. See ya. Tom. Yeah. Rob Schneider. Bill. Bill A. <laughs> the Billster. Bill Man. <laughs> Billy Bill Bill. The name is Randy. Randy. <laughs> the Randster. Only one copy for the Rand Man. Randy. <laughs> Anyway, that goes on and on. I don't know why that makes I, – I think it's funny. Many of you who never saw it originally are like, that's funny? What the fuck? Here's the point. A, this woman should not have been out and about. You know, shelter the vulnerable. You just had liver transplant. She She had a mask on, by the way, of course, and a shield. So she thought she was geared up. She thought she could be like, I'm going to go out and make some copies at the – at the Staples, but no, you got to get somebody to do that for you, all right? If you want to go out for a walk around the block, that's one thing. You go into public, you don't know, number one. Second thing is this. You can't start policing the world. I know if you're like, oh, boy, here's somebody not wearing a mask correctly, and I just had liver transplant surgery, and I'm worried about getting sick, and she might be sick, and she could have the virus. Do you really want to challenge her? Even if you start politely saying, ma'am, could you please pull up that mask? Is it worth the trouble? Because you don't know who you're going to hook into. This goes back to my old theory about the way the Wild West was. Every cowboy in every saloon would walk in, head down, making sure to avoid eye contact, tip, tip his cowboy cat, partner, partner, sit quietly at the end of the bar. It's because everyone was packing, and there is no law in the Wild West. And who knows who was drunk sky high and was just spoiling to put lead between somebody's eyes. Now, we've come a long way since then, make no mistake, and we're in a better place now because of it. Nobody really wants to go back to those days. But that said, bottom line is this. In today's highly charged times, it's a lot more Wild West out there than you think. There's a lot more crazy people out there than you think. And you should really really think twice about initiating anything over something as tiny and trivial as a stupid mask, including one that's not being worn correctly. Do you know the minuscule risk one person not wearing a mask or not wearing it properly presents to you in a public space when passing by for a brief second for a virus whose fatality rate for those under 65 is 0.1% or less? Do you know? Your chances of hooking into somebody who's pissed off, spoiling for a fight, and may harm you much greater. Especially if they're not wearing a mask. They might be doing it just to provoke you. Here's another video. This one from some store, Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. A Karen and her husband, both of them obese, not morbidly, but they're fat. So are you, Baldy. Shut up. I'm working on it. And they find somebody who doesn't have a mask on. A family, in fact. 
And here they go. All of a sudden, we're off to the races. Stop it. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, okay. Stop it. That is the song. Are you gonna tell us? We're gonna. I'm gonna take your picture. Go ahead. Go ahead, everybody. Go ahead. 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 Go Oh my gosh, dude. Are you kidding? It's not funny. I have a health crisis. They come back for more. You don't know what hornet's nest you are stirring up. It's just, it's unbelievable. So I think of the line in the scene in Deadwood where Wild Bill Hickok urges Alma Garrett, the widower, to, quote, listen to the thunder and get the fuck out of camp because bad things are about to happen. And he can't guarantee her safety. Nobody can. Thank you for your help. I'll look forward to Mr. Bullock contacting me. May I ask, ma'am, when you would expect to leave the camp? I'm not certain. Bullock is honorable, Mrs. Garrett. You can trust him to see to your interests. He couldn't come more highly recommended. You know the sound of thunder, don't you, Mrs. Garrett? Uh, Of course. Can you imagine that sound if I ask you to? I can, Mr. Hickok. Your husband and me had this talk. And I told him to head home to avoid a dark result. A dark result. But I didn't say it in thunder. Ma'am. Listen to the thunder. Mm-hmm. Listen to the thunder. It's out there, people. Listen to it. Good luck to you. Thank you for all your help, Mr. Hickok. And there you go. Just a word to the wise. 144 days off. That was nothing for Giannis, the Greek freak, as he showed us all why he's got to be the MVP this year. Dominant restart performance. Bucks opener against Boston. Hey, we're all excited to see what week two of the basketball restart has in store for all of us. And if that isn't enough excitement for you, DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is offering you a shot at a share of a million dollars every day this week. If you've not tried it yet, fantasy basketball is a lot of fun. You pick eight players, you stand under the cap, pile up points for three-pointers, rebounds, assists, and more. No better way to put your basketball knowledge to the test than to compete for a share of a million dollars 
at DraftKings. But if basketball isn't for you, don't worry. DraftKings offers fantasy golf. We've got a major this week, so you got that going for you. Get in on the action before the golfers tee off on Thursday for a shot at a million bucks. With a million dollars up for grabs this week, there's no better place to have skin in the game than with DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now. Use promo code ZABE, Charlie Zulu, Alpha Bravo Echo, and get that shot at a million dollars in prizes every day this week. Make sure to use my promo code, otherwise you don't get that shot at a million. Promo code ZABE, get a shot at a million bucks in prizes every day this week. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Been trying to do better on my health lately and dietary eating changes, lifestyle changes. I've made some headway. I'm fairly happy with it. A lot more to go for sure. My wrists are feeling better as evidenced by the hole-in-one that I had on Sunday at the Bull, which was great. And I didn't, by the way, I did not mention that on the podcast here, so there you go. Had a hole-in-one, 180 yards, four iron at number six at the Bull at Pinehurst Farms in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, which is now proudly open again thanks to new ownership, and I'm hoping to bring back the Bloody Horns tournament next year because it's a tournament fit for that course. And we can do both. We can do Caddy Day. We can do Bloody Horns. Do two things at one summer. We'll put one in June, one in August. Separate them apart. Two different groups of golfers. That's fine. So, yeah, I had a hole in one. That was great, exciting. Nutted it. I saw right away. I'm like, that's got, it's got ambition right there. Boom. Hit the green. Started rolling, breaking left. I'm like, yeah. And I thought it lipped out because I saw it kind of wiggle. And what it was was the foam in the cup made the ball still visible even though it was in and so it went in and it sort of swished around but well, it was in hole in one boom great time still fucked up I was five five pars and a hole in one I'm two under through six I make a par on seven. Oh god you're not going through your whole round are you no not the whole thing make a par on six or make a par on seven Two under through six, through, through, through seven. Uh, good drive, good layup on the par five. Eighth, got a wedge in my hand. Kind of fucked the wedge up. Oh, God, he's going through his whole run. Um, had a chance to two putt. Nice lag putt up there. Easy three-footer, lipped it out. Oh, here we go. Had a four-footer after a nice bunker shot on nine. Totally yipped that one. Throwing strokes away. Made a couple bad holes in the back nine. Ended up shooting either 79, if you give me benefit of the doubt, on two drops, which were probably not by the USGA rules, but at least they were drops. I took penalties for hitting it in the water. And maybe a gimme. One gimme on the front. That'd be a 79 with an ace. Otherwise, it was more like an 81 or 82. Anyway, so my hands and wrists are feeling a lot better. I mean, I can play golf now, which I couldn't a month ago. And it's because I'm just eating better, getting to bed earlier, sleeping better, limiting caffeine, all the kind of good stuff you're supposed to do. And maybe it's just I'm in a cycle now where my inflammatory cycle with my rheumatoid arthritis is in a down cycle. It's hard to tell. Maybe it's the acupuncture working. I don't know. But I came across a great quote about health. And I'll just, I wish I had a gong sound effect here. I don't. But this this is, I love a good quote that is succinct and pithy and dead fucking on the nut. And that is this. Healthy people have a million dreams. Those who are not have only one. Healthy people have a million dreams. Those who are not have only 
one, which of course is to be healthy. It's a variant of if you don't have your health, you have nothing. I get it, but it's more aspirational in nature talking about your dreams. And your health is a fascinating thing beyond just worries about COVID and whatnot, because after I had a big steak dinner a couple nights ago, as I was coming home, uh, come back to the hotel, I got a chill, which I've had before a couple of times. And it didn't take much. It was a perfectly fine 72-degree day, maybe a little bit less, high 60s. And I was wearing shorts and a T-shirt. And it was a, just a slight change in temperature from uh, you know, the inside of the restaurant where I was to outside, a little breeze or whatever. I don't know what it was. I caught a chill, and it like got past my initial defenses and got inside of me. And I mean, I was... <laughs> And I put on a sweatshirt, and I got under the covers, and I didn't move for an hour and finally subdued the chill. Now, let me tell you one thing you shouldn't do. Never Google things about vague symptoms. What causes chills? And search. Uh, Chills and this. Could have been a lot of things. Dr. Google had a long list, might be this, might be that, might be this, might be this, might be that, might be that. Who knows? Including everything as awful as, well, I didn't want to say it, but there's a lot of bad shit. And then it might just be, hey, you could have had, uh, I guess, some condition where you get super low blood pressure after a big meal because all the blood goes to your stomach to digest your food. And after having a big, meaty, eight-ounce uh, tenderloin. That probably could have been it. Who knows? Might have been the sunburn. I, I tend to get chills more with sunburn. Who knows? But it just was one of those weird health episodes where I'm like, I don't know what this is, but it's not not quite right. But the the struggle continues, as it should for all of us. Healthy people have a million dreams. Those who are not have one. It is time, once again, to check in with the notorious J-A-Y. Good evening. Hello, Jay. How are you? Good. Happy birthday to Tom Brady, 43 years young today. I direct you to the internet where you can find okay. a tweet from Darren Ravel that compares George Blanda, who played quarterback at 43 years old back in the day, to Tom Brady, as he is now 43 years old. To say there is a significant difference is an understatement. George Blanda looks like the creepy neighbor you might borrow a pair of hedge clippers from. Tom Brady <laughs> looks better today than he did when he was drafted. All I remember George Blanding with doing was kicking. That's all I remember. He was a kicker quarterback, and he played until he was the age of Methuselah, and it looked like he was drinking. Oh, my God. I'm looking at the pick. (laughs) Jesus Christ. How about that for a side-by-side right there? Oh, my God. Nice picture, Darren. And if you want another side-by-side, again, I ask you to call up the internet. There's a mm-hmm. tomato that's been found that looks, I saw that like, Larry looks, just like, looks just like Larry Bird. 
Larry Bird, not a handsome man. Can oh, we say that? Hell, hell to the naw, naw, to be sure. Sports is back, Jay. I love it. 13 baseball games on Sunday, five hockey games, six in the NBA. Which of the products, Sans fans, is the most watchable? Oh, basketball, without a doubt. But, okay. it's, but it's funny. But but I gave a shit about an Orioles game the uh, Friday night. Did they, you? They, they had a they had a uh, extra inning win, and I literally gave a shit, which I haven't done in like ten years. What do you think prompted you to give said shit? Well, it was a good game. It was uh, they were winning early. Uh, Tampa came back and tied it up, so it went to extra innings. I was like, oh. Let me see how this works out. So the Orioles, they so Tampa had a runner on uh, second. They hit a ball to uh, right field. The right fielder hosed the guy at third. So you had two outs. And Tampa's like, boom. The Orioles come back, sec- next inning, runner on second. Boom. Knock the guy in. Game over. Thank you, folks. Good night. I was like, wow. I kind of hated the idea, but it kind of actually did speed the game up because there's nothing worse than watching – your shortstop, your your second string shortstop pitch for two innings. You know, so I'm, bo- this- I'm, I'm bored already with your description. Any accounts or descriptions of this Major League <laughs> game without express written authority from the Baltimore right. Orioles or Major League Baseball will put you to sleep. I'm just oh. kidding. No, I love Here, the fact. I love the fuck you. I'm just kidding. All right, <laughs> fuck me, fuck you. I love yeah. it. I love that you gave a shit. You know, it'd be nice if the good fine citizens of Baltimore could give a shit about their baseball team because it was not that long ago that they were a team worth giving a shit about that played, you know, playoff games and playoff series. And I was there in the stands with my boy one account to watch Delman Young rake in the go-ahead runs against Verlander and the Tigers. I was working that day and I have, I've been at a couple loud games. That that was loud. Loudest I've ever heard. That stadium. And that was a great fucking moment. I was also there, though, the night that they beat Boston in 2011. Ooh. On the last day of the season, which people say is the greatest night of baseball ever. And Ra- yeah. and Robert Andino, as I like to say, broke the Red Sox. Because after that, they, like, traded everybody <laughs> away. And that was a great night, too. But, yeah, like, yeah. And, yeah. and, yeah. and you're I, right. No, it, wasn't it was great. And that was, I think that was 2016. And uh, we were sitting. Yes, it was. We were sitting yep. right behind a dad, tiger dad, with his tiger hat and his little tiger Jimmy. Must have been only ten years old. And we got to sit there. We were we were being kind. We weren't being dicks about it because we're adults. It's like it's just fucking sports. We'd be like, yeah, take that, tiger fans. Uh, but we got to see the little kid have his heart broken. <laughs> and I said. <laughs> And what, I, wasn't it, what is great as the Duke kid crying the time Maryland beat them in the uh, and that ACC. was that that image is an all timer because the yes. dad the dad has sour lemon face <laughs> and the kid is full on bawling because you know Duke losing is such a rare thing so almost another great one if you would I I, I send you to the internet. In 84, when God, you have to go back that far. Maryland beats Duke in the ACC final, and there's a young Mickey Krzyzewski just as salty as the day is long. They show her just salty as hell because back then, Maryland could play this thing called the Amen Chorus when they would win. They would, yeah. 
and you see Lefty's wife just dancing a jig and Mickey Shashevsky <laughs> salty as the day is long. I was like, that was the last time I saw a sourpuss Mickey Shashevsky. Oh, God. So uh, what have you thought about the basketball so far? I've been watching it. I've been enjoying it. I like the studio effect of it. Uh, the crowd noise piped in is pretty decent, all things considered. I'm, I'm uh, a little bit pleased by the way it looks so far. I like the hockey as well. I'm a hockey fan, so I haven't watched that because I, I was told I missed a great game the other night. It, they like knocked in a puck with like one millisecond. Nazim I, Nazim Kadri, uh, oh, nice. yeah, uh, who uh, I believe obviously Middle Eastern background, ethnic heritage, Canadian. I think he is. I'll look him up. He uh, put it in with one tenth of a second to go. They had to go to replay on it. I mean, that ultimate buzzer beater in hockey, right? To win the game. It's, win the that's game. the best thing ever. Yeah, that was the, pretty sweet. The basketball is great because you can tell who was shooting and who wasn't. Like, who was putting up shots during the epidemic? Or not the epidemic, but Right, the during the lockdown, yeah. Who right, was actually right, shooting? And who do you think right. was shooting? Well, at first I was like, there's no way that Jason Tatum was. But then he exploded the other day. Right, like Dame Little, Dame Little. Yesterday, did you watch that game? He had one of the best fourth quarters I've ever seen. Almost brought the uh, Trailblazers back, but they lost the end. Um, LeBron, you can tell, shot every day. Sure. Uh, Zion looks out of shape. He looks Everyone's out like, of shape. They won tonight. They just just finished. Watched him finish off uh, John Morant and the Grizz. I can tell you who also wasn't shooting. Um, uh, uh, Lonzo Ball. He's but he can't shoot, so it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. How about Ben Simmons too? There was talk I, I, that Ben Simmons had worked on his J during the lockdown. I ain't seen no evidence of it. There is no player that everybody likes that I dislike more than Ben Simmons. I don't get it. I don't get it. He doesn't do anything for me. He's six eleven and can dribble. Yeah, but that's it. I know. I I, I really don't like Ben. I don't like him as a person either because. I watched that uh, Showtime thing, One and Done. Oh, right. And he's, and he's kind of a prick. Oh, so. he was he was shameless about how much he was a tourist in college. And yeah. he had no intent on at all being a part of college, which I don't give a shit. Go One and Done, get your money, go pro, but don't be a total dick about it. And he's just, I mean... Yeah. I, is he, my, ever going to, is he ever going to be Magic Johnson like everybody keeps saying he is? No, Magic developed a three. Go look at his year-to-year yeah, three-point shooting. Thank you. I was going to say Magic developed a jump mm-hmm. shot. Ben Simmons, you know, instead of going out with the Jenner girls, why don't you get in the gym and you know, work on your craft? See, that's the thing, though. I don't know if he can learn how to shoot. Like, either you and got he, it or you don't. I, but he, I, I have he, asked the question, could I learn how to sing? For example... All I want to do is I want to learn how. If I want to spend a year, I want to spend a year to learn to sing one song. You know what that song is? What would that be? Beer for My Horses by Toby Keith. <laughs> oh, Whiskey Toby. for my men, beer for my horses. I got. Yes, you I, can learn how to shoot, by the way. I, I've seen it done. Can you learn how to sing, though? Well, can you learn how to I math? Guess- no, because I can't. No, I, I, no. All right. Shooting, singing, math. Rank them. Listeners, I want feedback on this. What are the hardest? What's the one, two, three? <laughs> if math is not number one, your list is false. Uh, that's true. High-level math. I'm just looking for mid-level math, you know? Like trig? What's that? 
<laughs> like I literally, I literally from my, um, I love these stories from my ninth, eighth grade to ninth grade year. Uh, my dad was like, cause I was shitty at math. Like I would get great grades and everything else and get D's in math. So my dad was like, all right, we're going to get you a tutor for this. And I had this tutor from the Naval Academy. Ooh. Ooh. And me and this guy, I had to go to his house every day in Severna Park. And we would do math, math, math. Mm. I came out none the better from that summer. And I, I was like, I can't, I was like, I can't do it. How about though? How about stand and deliver? James Edward almost teaching inner city kids in LA how to do math as their ticket as their ticket out. I, well, by the way, you got a you got a dog uprising going on right now. Do you need it's to tend to that? She's she's so I don't know what the fuck she's barking at. There's nothing outside. So I just let her go. Okay. Sorry. That's no problem. If you need to go take care of it, just let me know. There's nothing she's barking at nothing. I don't know what the hell she's barking at. She's barking at math, probably. I guess so, yes. I, I fucking cried doing math in high school. I'm not going to lie. I, I did. No, no, no. I was, I'm with you. I, it was just a losing battle. I would, when I had to take algebra two, cause like I, I kept putting off cause how many years of math did you have to take it in your high school? I, I got to, <coughs> I got, I, I think I touched the, the net on algebra two. I flipped the net over the rim on algebra two and I called it a day. I think that's as far as I had to go. After taking Algebra 2 and just failing miserably, I said, you know what? Accounting math is my third year. Boom. And that was easy <laughs> as shit. And that was easy. I, I was know. like, oh, I should have done this my first year. I once wrote a bunch of formulas on, in Algebra on the inside of my shoe. Uh, like on the, on the instep, you know? So on, on the sneaker itself. I wish. By the way, I wish I'd saved that shoe, put it in glass. That would have been a great keepsake. And of course, it better have been like Tom Maddie's wristband when he wore it for the Colts. And when, yes. It had been like that. Yes. And my, and my math teacher, oh, I forget her name, uh, portly woman, short brown hair, sweet but stern. She pulled me aside afterwards. She's, I, the words, I'll never forget how it sent a chill down my spine. As soon as the test was over, she said, oh, and by the way, Stephen, come talk to me. Before you leave, <gasps> and she just kindly put her arm around me and said, "Listen, I know you're having trouble with this. I can help you, but trying to read formulas off your shoe is not oh. the way to do it." <laughs> totally busted. We're so stupid as teenagers. We think, "Oh, they're not going to see this. They fucking see everything. They're the teacher. They're sitting right in front of you in the class, right?" I never, I never was smart enough to cheat. And it's funny because my, uh, my algebra teacher, oh, here's what's funny, also the basketball coach. Ooh. So he would give me a dig, well, you can't do trig, so you can't do this. I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> a little bit different. Go fuck yourself. That was his Stop way it. of motivating, huh? Yeah, way to his, go. Well, yeah, yeah. Way to Doing lift me dig, up right? there, teach. Right. You can, you can do the inbounds play, but you can't do the – Go fuck yourself. Yeah, right. You could have had him as your fuck that guy all these years later. Okay, I guess you'll He's have somebody still, else. Still busting, really quickly, still busting my ball. So he was on Facebook, and uh, he uh, was like, yeah, I remember a game we played against Severin when uh, I, I did miss the game-winning shot, uh, a layup that rimmed out. Ooh. And I, I did miss Ooh. it. I did layup. 
But I had to remind him. But I missed a ring. I forgot to tell you this. I played all 32 minutes of that game. So kind of needed me in that game. I yeah. couldn't have been that bad. If right. I played the whole fucking game. Right. You know, there you without, go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. So go fuck, yeah. go fuck yourself. He's my fuck hey, that guy hey, this week. You know what? Think about it. You should have said, look, Charles Smith missed six layups in a row <laughs> in game seven. So fuck off. <laughs> God damn it. I, I love the fact that sports is a language being a sports fan. I can make that reference. You can know that reference, and we can both <laughs> laugh our ass off about it. That's what's great about sports, isn't it? Sports it's a language. Smith. I know. Yes. It's a oh. language we speak among sports fans. Okay. It's like a, if we were somewhere and I said he pulled a Vanderbilt, you go, oh, yeah. Yeah, start right, exactly. Complete fucking meltdown, exactly. And, and, and you know what? For those of you young whippersnappers that are like, Charles Smith, who's that? Fucking Google it. Google will know. Charles Smith missed layups. Knicks, you'll get it. You'll see it. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to, uh, before I get to the never go back, I have a, a topic for Jay lined up, mini topic, which is once you do this, you'll never go back, dot, 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 to the old way or old thing you used to do. And I've got one, two, three, four, five, six things on my list. We'll see if any of them match up with you. But the XFL has been bought by The Rock. Can you smell what The Rock is buying? Do you think he can resurrect this league? Hell no. Nobody nobody is looking for different football. No? No. It was XFL was doing pretty good before the pandemic. It had a shot. You weren't feeling it? Did you not go to any DC Defenders game? (laughs) I didn't know DC had a team. There you go. Oh, boy. Yeah. It was it was fun. It was different. You know, the DC Defenders were good because they played at Audi Field, which is a small soccer stadium, about six thousand, right there in the heart of downtown. And the fans were into it. They were young, and they had the beer snake going, where they would you know pile up their cups from their beers, and it got to like a hundred and twenty feet long or something ridiculous like that. And the football hey. wasn't totally terrible. Cardell Jones, your quarterback. We ain't here to play school. God. I know. But anyway, so that, the, 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 what they're saying about the XFL uh, with The Rock buying it out of bankruptcy, well, first of all, the creditors who are still stiffed by Vince and the bankruptcy filing are like, okay, hold on a second there, Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> you know, our lawyers want to talk to you because we got stiffed by the old owner. So I don't know how that works, but I'm sure the lawyers do, right? We would like our money. Thank you. <laughs> right, exactly. Not so fast, my friend. But the concept, they say, is to make the league a, a studio league. In other words, a bubble league. In other words, one location made for TV, no real fans, no different cities, no travel. Put them on TV. Hmm? Mm. I, I'm, well, why am I going to watch that with players who can't make the NFL, who aren't, or, or aren't that good to make the NFL? Great just, question. The... I've got two answers. You ready? Okay. One, it's in the spring when football stops, and you're still, man, I'm jonesing for more football. Not me, because I'm like, okay, I know. NCAA's you, I know. and baseball's coming. I agree. No, no. I agree. And then the second thing is gambling. Well, Always gambling i know like a lot of people they're gonna have no interest in it i don't know we'll see if it works also did you see who's going to be the new monday night football booth for espn we 
we picked that booth. If you remember correctly, go back and listen. That's who we said. Did we really? Well, we didn't say we didn't say Levy. Okay, Levy. Levy has lead play by play with no, no Lewis, with that. Lewis Riddick and Brian Greasy. We said okay. Well, Brian Greasy. No, I didn't know he was still alive. But we said Lewis Riddick. Right. We said that's the guy. But I heard also Salisbury may be in that booth also. Really? If there's no college football, they might they. They, I'm not not Sean. Salisbury. I was going to say Jesus Sean Christ. Salisbury resurrecting no, no, his career. I don't no. see that. Oh my God! What's the, Jesus Christ? He does football on. He does football slow down. On, uh, slow on down. Saturdays. <laughs> I can't. Well, I can't think of his name. It, for oh for God. ESPN. Yeah. Kirk Herbstreit. Thank you, God. White right. quarterbacks. White quarterbacks have never done anything in college. <laughs> Alex. Sorry. Oh God. God this. So many of those. Such a deep category, by the way. Being funny. God, Kirk Herbstreet. Yeah. Do you smell? Oh, sorry. I'm not piping that through the speakers there. Let me just give you one good rock. If you smell what the XFL is cooking. Yeah. Okay, well, can't come back from that one in my estimation. All right. But there you go. So, I mean, <clears throat> I'm good for these guys, I guess. Uh, Levy is just an old couch chair that's been around the house forever. And Greasy is a zilch. Riddick could be good, although I always looked at him as an organizational analyst. Sort of drafty, sort of personnelly but i don't know about can he break down plays we'll see i i have heard him though not rip but say eh, this guy's not that great or, so, or something to that effect which that's what you want out of your yeah color yeah. analyst yeah all right here we go never go backs are you ready my first never go back is once you go to slip on sneakers like these wonderful sketchers I have, you will never go back to laces. Boom, done. I will, well, since I still <laughs> since I still do Nike laces, I got to try. Wow, I'm telling are you, you just, they, you they're just so good. You're like, they're I don't so want to bend over and tie anymore. Is that what? It's, yes, what that's that? for suckers. Oh it's oh for suckers. God. I'm telling you, and and and, I, and and these sneakers, they look like they have laces. These slip-ons. So they look good. They don't look like old man slippers. They look like sneakers where you don't have to deal with the laces. Suckers and nine year olds. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. So wait, have you have you ever tried Skechers or any slip on sneakers? No, but I'm thinking I really have to do this now. Okay. Once, well, I warn you though. Once you try them, you'll never go back. Okay, because I'm a Nike guy through and through. And, and do you remember this classic scene? Well, you're going to have to – Nike doesn't make them. I, I'm shocked, by the way, that the major shoemakers are not making the same type of slip-ons that Skechers is with their brand. They must be under the spell of Big Lace. Big Lace <laughs> <laughs> must have their hooks into Nike and Reebok and Under Armour and everyone else. By the way, remember this scene from The Sopranos regarding shoelaces? Oh, yeah. Wash yeah. my hands. You just washed your hands. Then I tied my shoes. So what? I can't stand touching fucking shoelaces. 
You ever go to tie your shoes and you notice the end of your laces are wet? <clears throat> From what? Why would they be wet? I got no fucking idea. You go to public bathrooms? You stand at the urinal? Oh, fuck. Come on, will you? He's asking me. I'm telling him. And frankly, it's important. Even if the lace is dry, and even if you don't touch the body of the shoe, bacteria and virus migrate from the solar. You see this on TV? I gotta watch TV to figure out the world. Your average man shit house is a fucking sewer. You look at ladies, Johns, you could eat maple walnut ice cream from the toilet. <laughs> There's exceptions. Maple walnut. But a man? <laughs> Piss all over the fucking floor. Urinals jammed with cigarettes and more ball cakes. And they can pour all the fucking ice they want down there, my friend. It does nothing to kill germs. Even if you keep your shoes tied and you're not dragging your laces through the oven. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> they were eating spaghetti in the back of uh, the Bada Bing, and he wouldn't yeah. shut up about his laces. Okay, there's my first one. You never go back. Jay, you're next up. What do you got? Well, you can never go back to eating regular hamburgers after going to Five Guys. Ooh. I don't think you can go back. I don't think you can go back to a Burger King or whatever. Well, why would you? So when you go premium burger, and would you include perhaps Elevation Burger as a premium burger? I don't even know what Elevation Burger is. Similar concept to Five Guys or any place that's got like a real fresh hamber- hamburger or cheeseburger. Oh, okay. Okay. Huh. I mean, I, I will have to check that. But Five Guys is, is I've had In and Out. I haven't had Whataburger. So, but Five Guys is the best thing. I've ever, I don't I think Whataburger is premium. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Never go back. Electric toothbrush. Once you get a oh. proper electric toothbrush, a la pretty much a Sonicare is what I'm talking about. The high frequency vibrating. Why would you go back to uh, 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 I brush you? <laughs> Never go back. <laughs> okay. All right. Next up. Um uh Alexa. Oh. To, a, to a regular radio at your house. Alexa's the greatest thing ever in the world. It's not because I have a couple more. What would but, you, how do you get it? How do you do it? Talk to me. And, and, Alexa. And, and she, I said Alexa, and in, in my living room, Alexa just came on. How funny is that? Of course. I love, I love that I can go, Alexa, what's the weather? And she will say, bing. The weather is 72 degrees. In fact, in, in, instead of turning the dumb radio on and finding a station, you can never go back to regular radio okay. after having Alexa. All right. Can you say, Alexa, play the Zabe cast? And would it know uh, what it is? I think you're not on there. You're not, you're not on there. All right. I'll have to talk to my man, Broussard, to see how we do that. Yeah, you're not on Apple. <clears> and I, because I, I, I was trying to do that the other day, and it was like, sorry, we don't know what that is. Yeah. Now, you know that thing is spying the fuck out of you right now. Yeah, I mean, I ain't doing shit. So, what's the. Yeah, ain't doing shit now. We'll see later. Okay. Here we go. You'll never go back. You'll never go back to taxis once you've been in an Uber or a Lyft. Never. Jay? Well, tell me you're not would, still a taxi guy. Please, Jay. My I'm, God. I haven't taken a taxi in a while, but I can remember being in an Uber and saying, this person is a little bit too chatty for my liking. <laughs> well, you do get that. 
You do get that, but you just got to put up with it. To me, it is so far superior, it's not even close. Now, eventually, they'll they'll stop subsidizing the cost of the rides, so the cost of an Uber will get more in line with a taxi, because right now they're subsidizing it to get market share. That's why it's cheaper in a lot of ways, but uh, it's it's so convenient, my God. So much better. Don't go to your pocket. Don't have to get a credit card. No cash. Boom. Yeah. It's right there. Don't have to worry about the tip. Good one. Okay. Okay. All right. Sure. Next up for you. You'll never go uh, back. You may not know what this one is, but since I do, you know, housework, uh, Tide Pods. Ah. As opposed to the stupid cup and going, <laughs> is this enough? You just throw one of those things in there. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Boom. Done. done. <laughs> yeah. I am never being a sucker and buying a gallon of, of uh, dis- or detergent ever again. I think if I still did laundry on my own uh, and wasn't married with a lovely wife who does all the laundry, you're right. I'd go Tide Pods. No yeah, I, I was going to say, I don't, think, I don't think you've seen a lot of laundry these days. You know what's embarrassing is we have a stackable washer-dryer and they both front load. I have on more than one occasion had to go in there and ask her which one is which. Which one's the dryer? Oh, which one's God. the washer? <laughs> my, wife, my wife does that stop in her tracks let her shoulders slump and look at me with those that eyes like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, God. That's awesome, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, which I should say, do you want me to take you down to the home theater and quiz you on which one's the Xbox and which one's the receiver? Mm? <laughs> Same deal. Okay. You'll never go back to, to owning music once you get a streaming service. Never. Streaming music is the greatest thing ever. Compile playlists, search new music, find different artists, call things up on a whim, etc., etc. Who would just own their music anymore? So stupid. That's a good one. No, that's a good one. Okay. And, and, and true. Never go back. Uh, porn on your phone rather than <laughs> I will now will never buy a magazine ever again. Because I can click, 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 like uh, what, what's your book from? What's Boom Howard. Yeah, Boom Howard. Click, 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 Boom. <laughs> it's there. If you ever buy a magazine or the swim or the Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition, you're an idiot. <laughs> you can find porn quicker than you can find a job now. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah, man. I will tell you what, that dang old internet, man. You just go on there and point and click, get in there, and talk about www.wcom. You got then naked chicks on there, man. You go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. There you go. <laughs> It's, I, that was actually not Boomer. It was his friend, uh, Dale Gribble, I think. Okay. But still, that's a good one right there. Okay, never go back. Twitter. You'll never go back to Twitter once you use TweetDeck if you're in the industry like me. TweetDeck is a way better way to organize tweets into categories, things you want to save, things you want to use. But that might be from a professional standpoint, not a casual user. Huh. I don't know what. Okay. Yeah, TweetDeck. TweetDeck was an app developed for Twitter that Twitter ended up buying. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Next up, Uh, never go back. Air fryer over a microwave. I purchased one a year ago, and people kept telling me to shut up because (laughs) I was enjoying it so much. Stop. Please stop talking about the air fryer. When I when when, you, when I found out you could put bacon in there for like six minutes and it cooks crispy with no grease, 
I'm good. Do I need one of those? I can't. I can't believe you don't have one. You can cook stuff quick I, and easy, and no fat. I cook bacon every day. You buy TriStar products. We introduced the Power Air Fryer, and it finally became possible to enjoy the crispy, crunchy fried food you love guilt-free. Millions were sold, and the five-star reviews say it all. People love the Power Air Fryer. There you go. I'm telling you, that's it. Okay. How much is it? I'm like Homer Simpson. How much is it? How much is it? I'll pay you right now. Take my money. Well, you'll get one because I don't think your family will use it. There's ones like you can do for like 59 bucks. Here, here we go. You ready? Here comes here comes the pitch, all right? Listen up. With rapid air technology, regular rotisseries have no airflow. Look at our air fried rotisserie chicken oh, versus yeah. this one from a regular rotisserie. Ours cooks faster. It's crisper on the outside and so much juicier on the inside. Okay, There's I want no one. Comparison. I gotta have one. And our amazing drip tray catches all the extra fat and oil, so it truly is guilt-free frying. Guilt-free. But hold everything. The power oh. air fryer up. Okay, also a- I'm holding everything. Dehydrate vegetables. Yeah, I don't want to dehydrate vegetables. Uh, no, I, I don't want to eat vegetables in it. Tomatoes no. and croutons make great toppers. We perform just like expensive professional ones that can cost over three hundred dollars. Well, the that's Power too air much. Fryer is a chef quality air fryer, rotisserie, and a food dehydrator all in one. Wow! It features a state of the art touchscreen with eight presets. State of the art. Touch, you can rotisserie, dehydrate, air fry, oh. roast, bake. Use it as a pizza oven. Broil. Yeah, no, I, I don't do any of that. And all accessories are dishwasher safe, so cleanup is a breeze. The Power Air Fryer oven replaces over fifteen hundred dollars. Wow, that's a lot. But you won't pay fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> oh, not even two hundred. Not even two hundred. Online now, and you can get the Power Air Fryer oven in your choice of black, red, or white for just four payments of thirty nine ninety nine. Oh, quick! There's math involved. Let's uh, carry the one, divide by two. Seven thousand dollars, right? Amazing for French. All right, so for about a hundred and sixty bucks. But you know, you can get them for like fifty nine. Really? Come on, hundreds. Yeah, that's how much I pay for mine. Awesome. All right, my final never go back is the following: you will never go back to regular M and M's once you've had caramel M and M's. Boom. You're probably right. I just and it's funny. It's funny. I just bought a peanut m&m the other day put it in the freezer and had it like <gasps> late at night I was like, oh this is wonderful this is pretty caramel. good <laughs> i gotta try this now I have you never had now. caramel m&ms never had them no oh shit dude i feel like i feel like homer when he introduced barney to beer on the simpsons i feel like <laughs> i may change the entire trajectory of your trajectory of your life right now well it's funny our last our last one is candy okay My, mine also you will never go back to regular Reese's ever having the giant Reese's cups. Have you seen these things? I'm sure you have. I have it's with like, the thicker chocolate oh, walls. Oh, my God. It's the oh, I, I get one like once a week, and I know it's terrible. But of course, bad for is, you. It is just that bad, but it's just that good. But you got to freeze them. There's nothing worse than a lukewarm gonna, Reese's. I was going to say, I freeze them every – because I have a – two freezers and there's you know one upstairs and one downstairs so i get like two different ones and put one in each freezer so i don't have to go far to get my my uh, frozen reesey what a country a black yeah, man with two freezers you know <laughs> <laughs> can't all be 
Where's this racism you're talking about? You got two freezers. Right. <laughs> I have a dream. A dream of two freezers. <laughs> All right. Let's get to fuck that guy for the week. Here we go. I'm not a good guy. I'm the guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who's in the crosshairs today? Ariel Powers. Do you know who Ariel Powers is? I do not. Ariel Powers is a Washington mystic who Andre Iguodala was watching the game and just simply put, hey, this number whatever, I can't remember her number, is nice. Miss Powers saw the tweet and said, Oh, you should put some respect on my name. Don't put me by my number. Say my name. And so all the WNBA fanatics, all seven of them, came out against Andre Iguodala saying, you should know her name. There were like, there are are six people watching this. You should be glad that Andre Iguodala is watching your game and giving you some respect. So shut up. (laughs) I hate, you know, my disdain for the WNBA players because they really think they should be getting more than what they deserve. Because that was a genuine compliment. and It was. It was, yes. And you know what? Guys say that all the time about other guys in their numbers. Six is balling, yeah. Exactly. In fact, when a guy refers to a player only by his number, it's sort of a value-added compliment because it says he's not well-known enough that I didn't know him going in, and yet this number is popping to my eyes like this guy's doing shit when he wasn't already a star that's a compliment i hate the wnba god <laughs> we should be get, we should be getting more we should be getting more money nobody's watching or going so to aerial power you say fuck that chick all right my fuck that guy this week goes to one dan levitard who I like his show. It's the best show on ESPN, and it's very funny. Uh, I know he leans politically a little bit differently than I do, but that's fine. The one thing, though, that deserves him of this fuck that guy is his poll question he approved of, is it funny that the guy who didn't kneel for the anthem, Jonathan Isaac of the Magic, blew out his knee the next day? Really, that's dude? Not funny. Really? Not funny. Like, that's fucking bullshit right there, okay? And Levitard's like, well, I said on the air both in front and after that, you know, poll question, I didn't think it was funny. The fact you let it get posted and it got 9,000 votes before you took it down tells me that nobody on the show said, hey, hold on a second. No matter what you think of his kneeling or anything else, this kid's a good kid, okay? And he didn't deserve to fucking blow his knee out, so. To Levitard, fuck that guy for one week at least. All right. Productive run today as always, Jay. Good to talk to you again. Anything else you'd like to add on the way out the door? Yeah, okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Good. Go enjoy a big fat Reese's on me, my man. We'll talk to you next I w- week. I will. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye now. Let's end on this. Ariana Picari has written a piece on her own website about why she quit as a producer at MSNBC. She talks about how in her head, she's like, this is not right. I'm not happy. This is not working. But she struggled with it, thinking, 
in this day and age, who would quit a job, a paying job, when people are unemployment is at record highs, economic activity has taken a complete shit? Like, who would quit? But she said she didn't feel right. And she said she finally got up the nerve and she quit. She writes, you may not watch MSNBC, but just know that this problem still affects you too. All the commercial networks function the same. And no doubt that content seeps into your social media feed one way or the other. She said that the editorial process at MSNBC, as it is at every cable news network, including CNN and Fox, is baked into the thought of, will this guest rate well? It's all always about the ratings. She said, the longer I was at MSNBC, the more that I saw such choices in the decisions that affect news content every day. And while it's taboo to discuss how the ratings scheme distorts content, or it's simply taken for granted, because everyone in the commercial broadcast news industry is doing the exact same thing. But behind closed doors, industry leaders will admit the damage that's being done. Said a successful and insightful TV veteran to me, quote, We are a cancer, and there is no cure. Before adding, but if you could find a cure, it would change the world. As it is, she writes, the cancer stokes national division, even in the middle of a, gl- of a civil rights crisis. The model blocks diversity of thought and content because the networks have incentive to amplify fringe voices and events at the expense of others, all because it pumps up the ratings. This cancer risks human lives, even in the middle of a pandemic. The f- primary focus quickly became what Donald Trump was doing, poorly, to address the crisis rather than the science itself. As new details have become available about antibodies, a vaccine, or how COVID actually spreads, producers still want to focus on the politics. Important facts or studies get buried. This cancer risks our democracy, even in the middle of a presidential election. Any discussion about the election usually focuses on Donald Trump, not Joe Biden, his opponent, a repeat offense from 2016, in which Trump smothered out all other coverage. It's also important to ensure citizens can vote by mail this year. I disagree, but we'll put that aside. But I've watched that topic get ignored, she says, or killed numerous times. Context and factual data are often considered too cumbersome for the audience. There may be some truth to that, she says. But another hard truth is that the job of journalists is to teach and inform, which means they might need to figure out a better way to do that. Here's another idea. Don't assume your listeners and your viewers are indeed that dumb. A lot of them are not. Occasionally, she writes, the producers would choose a topic or story without any regard for how they think it would rate. But that was the exception, not the rule. Due to the simple structure of the industry, the desire to charge more money for commercials, as well as the ratings bonuses that top-tier decision-makers earn, they always relapse into their old, profitable programming habits. She says, I understand the journalistic process is a largely subjective, excuse me, is largely subjective, and any group of individuals may justify a different set of priorities on a given day. Therefore, it's particularly notable To me, at least, for one, that nearly every rundown at the network basically is the same, hour after hour. 
And secondly, they use this subjective nature of the news to justify economically beneficial decisions. She said, I've even heard producers deny their role as journalists. A very capable senior producer once said, quote, our viewers don't really consider us the news. They come to us for comfort, unquote. 1,000% true. And cancer is the right word. That's why when my father-in-law, bless his heart, comes to stay at our house and he instinctively turns on Fox News, it is like nails on a chalkboard. And I have to say to my wife, I'm like, can we, t- can we turn it off, please? Can we get it off something else? I literally don't, I can't stand to hear it. But what will change it? Probably nothing. The days of truly balanced, in-depth news news. Do you remember when CNN used to just cover the news? Things that actually would happen? Like this happened, that happened, this happened. Hell, I interned at CNN many, many moons ago during Gulf War I in 1991. And it was a far different place. And again, uh, all of them, all of the cable news networks are equally guilty. And all they do, the, the quote is, they come to us for comfort. They come to you in comfort, whether you're watching CNN or Fox, because you're like, okay, phew. Somebody thinks like I do. Somebody thinks Donald Trump's an ass. Or somebody thinks liberals are ruining the country. But they also come because they get that dopamine rush of being agitated, of being all ginned up and angry. And while they don't like being angry, they at least feel something. They're stimulated. And that cycle continues. So, interesting perspective from inside the belly of the beast. I wish... Ms. Picari, the best in whatever she decides to do. And I'd like to hope for a cure to this cancer, but I I don't see it. All right, that'll do it. Way to end on a nice note. I'm sorry. You guys can think for yourself. This is a thinking man's podcast. What, do you want a fart joke instead? I mean, I could end on some stupid... La- oh, I will. Okay, let me end on this joke. This is a good one to end on. Here, this. I think you'll like this one. Kevin Shanks tweets, I just got kicked out of a flat earth Facebook group because I asked if the six foot social distancing guidelines had pushed anyone over the edge yet. (laughs) It's funny. I like that. (laughs) What was even funnier is reading the comments. I don't know much about flat earth societies, but this is fascinating. Somebody said not to defend the flat earthers, but they actually think the earth is a flat disk surrounded by an ice wall, so therefore you cannot fall off. Holy shit. I did not know that. Somebody else tweeted a screen cap of the Flat Earth Society's Twitter account in which they say the Flat Earth Society has members all around the globe. Wait a minute. What? Globe? Did somebody? Somebody else tweeted a meme. It's a great picture. Cats would have, if the earth was flat, cats would have pushed everything off of it by now. (laughs) And there is a cat 
on a pancake flat earth in outer space, pushing off the edge of it a cocktail glass full of bourbon. <laughs> I don't even own a cat, but I know cats like to push shit off of edges. Somebody else had a meme of the dinosaurs and the flat earth and an asteroid hitting the earth, and it hits the flat saucer of the earth, and it shows the dinosaurs being knocked off the saucer and tumbling through outer space. Now that's some funny shit. There we go. Now, end it on a happy note. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Tell a couple of friends. Spread the word. Rate and review so our algorithmic overlords bless our crops. If you can't get enough of me, get five days of me every week, except for rare weeks when I'm traveling and my voice goes out. But you'll get it up in volume later on. Subscribe, and that way you get Fridays as well. And the five bucks a month helps keep me motivated, energized, enthused, and rich as a oil sultan in the Middle East. I am so rich from this thing. It's crazy. But I do appreciate your five bucks every month. Thanks for listening. Have yourself a great Tuesday or whatever Tuesday you want. I'm not here to micromanage your life. And I will see you tomorrow.